Progate Racing presents Show Us Your Tips, Beaver and Daggy with you on a Thursday night to look forward to some Saturday racing from headquarters in Sydney and Melbourne, Beaver. Uh, Melbourne joining us in lockdown. I hope everyone's staying safe and uh, I guess not much else to do, but have a bit of a bet on a Saturday. Looks a bit that way, mate. It's uh, pretty quiet on the on the Western front. So, uh, yeah, the, about the only thing available to do is watch a little bit of sport and have a punt. Well, uh, we'll get into on it. On your own. Yeah, I know. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know if that's worse or better or worse. Uh, we'll get yes. into Randwick where the rail's in the nine-metre mark, uh, currently rated heavy. Uh, beautiful day in Sydney today uh, and more of the same predicted with a bit of wind. So I think uh, we'll get close to uh, a softish track, uh, North, a bit of wind around as well. So we'll keep an eye on whether that favours uh, rail and leaders in run. But um We'll watch that and get stuck in as we go. We kick off with the two-year-olds over the 1,400 metres. And uh, do you want to open the batting here? Yeah, uh, interesting little affair here. But um, I've come up with the favourite, Honey Creeper. I think, um, yeah, look, I thought its, it's win at Newcastle was pretty pretty good. Um, showed a good turn of foot there um, on the soft going. Then struggled a little bit on the heavy going. But that was against the likes of Tycoonist and Bazooka. Um, so they're, they're two reasonably good horses and Saturday great horses. Uh, so it faces a bit weaker field here, and that was in a heavy track, and they, they did go pretty slow up front there, and it was really hard to come from behind, and they kind of just fought it out. So I think Honey Creeper can be the hardest to beat here in uh, in a tricky little affair. Uh, do we know if Honey Creeper's here or down south? Have you heard anything? Well, at the moment, it's still, it's still at the moment it still looks like it's here, yeah. uh, but it might still be in the market. It's um, in Melbourne as well. I thought it. I thought the the race down south set up a little bit better, uh, actually, um, than here. But uh, interesting form with uh, well, Miss in Charge had the the Vern Foreman and had rails in run Canterbury, and then War Eternal I thought was pretty good, um, leading up and beating. Uh, who was it? Dragonstone, who that form we've seen a little bit throughout everything. Um, so maybe, and then Honey Creeper, as you've mentioned, taken is the older horses back to two year olds. So I was sort of leaning towards War Eternal, just maybe thinking that he might get uh lead here and control. But um, interesting race. I was against Honey Creeper, I liked it more down south, but as I said, so War Eternal from uh, missing charge for me, I thought in the first. Uh, let's get to the second, which is the highway, uh, which I, I passed on. Have you dipped the toe in at all? No, uh, look, uh, again, this is a really open affair here. I thought it was a, it was a tr- tricky little race. Um, the the favourite only was a really short price favourite um, when it ran second at Goulburn. Um, but prior to that, had some really good form. I think it's going to be hardest to beat, but I thought Cavalier, Charles was a really good chance as well, but it hasn't got a jockey at the moment, drawn 17, uh, and it was scratched, I think, the other day as well. Um, it was due to runs in one of the country uh, provincial meetings, and so I think it was scratched, safe for this, but um, not sure if it's going to run given no jockey and uh, gate 17. Yeah, no, I, I didn't have much thought here. I <clears throat> Kelly Charles, I think they're waiting for a highway, but I'm not sure where that fits in just yet, I suppose. Uh, race number three is a three-year-old benchmark 72 uh, where I was given just having a little scratchings now. <clears throat> Look, I was sort of against the lead-up here, uh, which was the Fast Coney race, and um, 
that left me with where am I here? Race three, yeah. That left me with sort of the uh, two chances coming through the other ones. Um, I think from that race, Vernelli improves, let up, and um, we're better for the run. I think that's right. Yeah. If we're, if we're looking at that race, but I was looking um, for the different form altogether, which was diamonds and stones uh, coming from. Uh, I'm looking at the right race. Yeah, diamonds and stones coming off the win at. Um, the spell, the reasonable midweek form at Sandown is where I want to get to, um, around fifteen dollars, and that form stuck up all right so far in the last few weeks. And I think Zoom missed. Uh, they're both sort of around, going to be around twenties on the weekend. I think Zoom missed has got some talent as well, and that was just going completely away from that lead up race. But um, maybe overthinking it here. Uh, how do you line them all up? Yeah, I was a bit the same as you. I, I did go away from the lead-up race. I thought Veronelli would imp- improve here, um, still carrying the 60 kgs. I, I went for Miss J Fox. Um, I thought uh, the last three runs have been, oh, you know, all the runs of this preparation have been pretty good. It's going very well. Um, has been a bit of a long campaign, but um, while these horses are going well and the conditions are suit, it was only just nutted by Rustic Seal. Steel last start. Um, prior to that, uh, at Rose Hill uh, ran third in a race behind Magic Ruler and Irish Angel, which uh, both go well. And then prior to that, one really well at um, Gosford. So I brought good form to to, to town and uh, hasn't disappointed. Um, it'll go forward. Josh Parr on um, going forward on the inside gate um, could give a good bold sight. Yeah, very honest. Um, I like that too. Uh, race number four, benchmark eight, uh, benchmark seventy-eight over the eighteen hundred meters here. Uh, a wide open affair, Beaver. Have you got an opinion? Yeah, it is a wide open affair, but um, looks like the money started to come for Le, Le Chevalier, and I can see why. I just think that this is set up um, for its race to win this preparation. If it's going to win a race, this preparation, this will be it. Um, come from Melbourne. Last two starts have been really good um, in the softer conditions. Again, probably got a little bit too far out of its ground last start, but it was only a couple of lengths by Paper Warrior, which is flying, and Bethancourt, who ran another honest race um, yesterday, and then prior to that uh, wasn't too, you know, third in, in a race where Zing ran second. Um, so I think it's just improving uh, just as long as they can run on a bit. I think it's it'll give a big sight. What I couldn't work out is um, Badouche crossed the line with La Chevrolet last start and probably had a, a tougher run having to get out and, and was bumped a bit and he's $13. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't disagree with what you've said, but I also think um, if you're giving a chance to one, you've got to entertain about $13 Badouche. Uh, and uh, that was sort of the way I looked at the race Uh that said, Singer's also had the breakthrough here. He's uh, going okay, and I don't think this is any stronger than from, than what it won um, at Rose Hill a couple of weeks back. So uh, around the $4.80 mark, <clears throat> I think the $4.80 that and the $13 Badoosh was the way I was sort of looking at this race. Um, but like you've hit that on the head of Le Chevrolet and then you've got J-Mac going on as well, so it tends to suggest probably um, everything against the wall right here. Yeah, I know you, you say that with Badoosh, but it's gone six, seven, five. So while, you know, you can find excuses, it hasn't even run in a place in the last three starts. So I think the $10 mark's a, a fair price. 
Yeah, no, fair enough. Uh, race number, well, that's why I was sort of saying it's a bit of a drag on the other one. Uh, race number five, benchmark 78 over the mile, um, <clears throat> where you just mentioned Paper Warrior, but um, there's only two horses I could possibly touch in this race. And I think Paper Warrior is flying. Uh, it's hit the line really well last two starts. Um, charged away from them last time. And uh, I think around the $4 mark, an easy bet to have here. And I think Cafe Royale is going well as well and gets control of the race. Um, beyond that, there's – and was pretty good um, just getting nabbed last time by um, Expat who's flying. Um, so I thought beyond that, there's only, the only two hopes in this race. And um, if you can get double figure uh, around the 7 or $8 for Cafe Royale, an easy two bets to have. Um, how do you line them all up? Yeah, I couldn't disagree with you at all there. I think Paper Warriors flying at the moment. Last two wins have been outstanding. I don't see any reason um, it wouldn't win this race. This is a pretty pretty um, limited midweek type of race, I think. So I'm surprised it's, it's, it's that type of odds. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a very nice bet around close to $4 at the moment. And I think you're right with Cafe Royale. I thought um, it was it had good form this prep. It was beaten by a good horse last start in Expat, um, who's been suited to those types of uh, uh, track patterns. So, look, I think Cafe Real is is certainly the danger, but Paper Warrior is super hard to beat. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Midway is race number six, a benchmark 72, as they uh, all tend to be, over the 1,200 metres. Uh, we've see, now seen uh, a couple of runnings of this, and... Um, They've both been reasonable betting opportunities. Um, how, have, how have you teed up the midway here? Yeah, I've gone for something in a bit of value here. I've, I've gone for Catapult. Um, I thought its first up run was really good. Um, didn't get away uh, all that well. Uh, was only finished, just field finished second, and it was fourth. It was only less than two lengths off the winner. Um so it's it's uh, going to be improved by that run. Hopefully, it gets away a little bit cleaner. Um, and again, around the ten dollar mark, I think it's it's got a, a huge chance in a race like this. And I thought one of the other dangers, which was really impressive last start, was Henschel. Um, at around five dollars, I thought its its run was a nice little run, uh, won well, and gets a three kilo claim here. So I thought uh, Catapult in front of Henschel for me. Uh, yeah, I found Catapult too. Uh, really nice resumption in the midway, two weeks to this, uh, where it's not really an issue and um, you're getting double figures again. Uh, and I like the return of Get the Idea for the Hickman stable, who are obviously going to be targeting this all the way through these sort of midway events. But um, it was a nice win returning at the midweeks at Warwick Farm. Uh, sets up well here, wet again suits. And, um, yeah, keen to bet. Uh, and you've, you've mentioned a third chance, but keen to bet around all those prices there. Uh, I think this is a... Yep. This is a good betting race. The seventh, it kicks off the quality these days, is a benchmark 88 over the 1,800 metres. Um, another opportunity here to bet, I think um, I think there's only two hopes. Uh, I think Great House had its flat run last start. It's, what is it now, still $3.90, $3.80. And Mubra's has just been flying. It's really attacking the line. Mm. Um, that form stood up and it's $8. So uh, happy to back both. And beyond that, the only one I sort of had another second glance at was last week, just because it's nearly 30s and and the mass table know how to sort of target these ones. But those two two Waller runners, I think they're great prices. If, if Great House, yeah, Great House sort of had none last time. 
just being so far out of its ground. And if, if it wins that, it's coming here odds on. So you're getting a chance to redeem itself. And like I said, Moober is uh, well, $7.50 now. And when you had, uh, who was, uh, Nasta will run honestly. And, um, but I think, I think they're both very good bets at that price. Any thoughts? Yeah, I tend to agree with you. I think Great House was slightly flat last start, but I think it's it'll um, it'll be hard to beat on Saturday in in this race. I think it, it looks uh, the, the main chance. Uh, Muberes is flying. I don't know why it's not second favourite. Um, Opacity, I just think it's won its race this preparation and outside of a really nice run where they backed it. Um, yeah, can't get me. And Canasta just is a non-winner. So I think... Those two are, are certainly the way to play um, and wouldn't be surprised if Mubriz doesn't start second favourite, to be honest. Mm. 1,400-metre benchmark 88 is race number eight. Um, a couple other horses here in good form. How have you, uh, have you sorted these out? Yeah, Oscar Zulu is flying, isn't it? Yeah. And at this time of the year, um, I always sort of enter these types of uh, – Meetings with winning forms, good form, and uh, Oscar Zulu, um, it, it's a bit bomb-proof at the moment. So probably gate five goes forward, sits outside the leader or just behind and probably hits the hits the lead somewhere in the straight and they're going to have to go past it. Um, and I think that's going to be hard to do. Yeah, again, this is another horse. You might get better than 360 on a day and it's going to be a great bet. Um, and I'm keen to bet because Blondo's taking up 20% of the market right now. And I think it's turned into a little bit of a cat. So um, what with it chewing up the market, I'm happy to back Oscar Zulu and I'm happy to save on Miravision who's flying as well. And uh, beyond that, the, yeah. the only other possible chance, I think is the uh, import who's trolled. Okay. Surf dancer, but hasn't blown me away. I'm um, just been on pace ridden out in the first and then worked through the line. Um, much better in a second trial, but you know, you're getting Fosca Zulu. It'll probably win here, go out and um, we'll wait for it to come back in summer. I think this is a great betting opportunity again. Yeah. Couldn't agree with you more. Race number scary now. Um, <laughs> when we're on the same page. Well, I think, I think the, the, the fact of the matter is, and as I said, uh, when I, in, my, in the race before with Paper Warrior. These horses just, they come up in winter, they improve, they go through the grades and they just keep finding a way to win. And, you know, we're going to see it in this race again with a horse like Expat. Uh, another another perfect example that it's really hard not to follow these types of horses because they just keep seem to show up and you're still getting $4 um, to have another look. I think it's, it's you just got to play. Yeah. And uh, especially because a lot of these, uh, well, the, the rest of the numbers are essentially dressed up midweek horses and um, they're obviously not good enough for spring, not good enough for autumn, so they have to run somewhere and they all turn up here and yep. go round and round. So the one that's in form is the one that you follow. So you don't have to overthink it that's, too much. Uh, well, and a lot of them are, are horses that, um, you know, the tracks have been favouring those that are on pace and sitting on the speed. So, And you know what you're going to get with them. They're not going to, you know, if – if the if the track suits on speed, then you know that they're going to be um, they're going to be even harder to beat, um, and that's the way the, the the tracks have been playing lately. So I just think you you've got to you've got to back them. Yep. Uh, well, yeah, we'll we'll get to it now. Uh, race nine is the Phillies and Mares seventy eight, um, and you mentioned X Pack. Um, you may as well take it away here. 
Yeah, well, again, XPath's really hard to go past. It's gate six. It's got a two kilo plane. It's going to jump and go to the front, um, and they're going to have to run past it. And so they're going to be chasing and chasing from a long way out. And if it can run similar sections and similar times to what it's run the last two starts, it's only had four starts this prep. Um, So, again, only weight will beat it. Um, and stepping up in the weights, uh, it won't be any other reason. And so, you know, it, it did carry, what did it carry last start? 58. So it comes in here um, with 59. Yeah. Um, so it's only going up a kilo for, you know, taking care of Cafe Royale pretty comfortably um, at the end of the day, uh, one by two lengths, but it was eased down. Um, so, again, super hard to beat. Yeah, um, the market's got it, but um, the only possible danger is eight diamonds, and we've got to see it do something second up, which we haven't seen yet. It was an uh, impressive first up, which was last prep, uh, just because it's a three-odd filly and fresh on the scene is the only question. And you can go through and you sort of still diamonds now expose itself a little bit, I think. And uh, beyond that, there's nothing else there. So it, it, it only has to turn up and repeat what it's done, and that's the you know the chance you take, and you get the 350 to find out. Um Let's have a bet. Yep. Uh, and the 1,000 metres, 78, finishes the day. Uh, well, I end up coming back to the bopper. Um, we talked about it, was it two weeks back or last week, and it got scratched. Uh, and I think everything we said there where it's going to roll across, now J-Max on, it's going to roll across, get control, gate 14, you know it's going to be. Um, and it's going to give them something to chase. And uh, this is a lot of midweek stuff. The the danger for me, I thought, if we're swooping by the end of the day, which we'll know, um, Irish Angel's going pretty well this prep, and, and that's the $9 chance if you want something outside the market. Um, it's about my thoughts. Triple Ace is, is maybe a better thought, a better horse than I've given it credit for, actually. So uh, quality-wise, they're probably the three. But, um, yeah, Bopper from uh, Irish Angel for me. What about you? Yeah, look, I think there's about eight chances in this, um, to be brutally honest. This is a super tough race to finish the day, and the market suggests that, you know, there's uh, two, four, six, seven horses between $5 to $9. Uh, so it just goes to show, and I think that's about right for this market because uh, all of them are uh, you can make a case for. I went for Iris Angel um, mm-hmm. at the around the $8 mark. I think it's um, in really good form. And I think hopefully there's some pace on for a horse to run in over the top of them in something like this. Uh, I thought Triple Ace was a really good chance as well. Funny you should say that. They were sort of the two horses I was looking at in the market, both around sort of the $8 mark um, in front of the bopper. But, yeah, Triple Ace and Irish Angel is my, my, my play there. Very nice. Uh, for progroupracing.com.au, check them out for their free tips and extensive guides. Uh, let's let's run through a quaddy first here. Um, who should drive this one? I'll let you have a crack here, mate. Uh, all right. Well, let's go. Leg one. Uh, let's uh, let's be a bit bolder. Let's go two Mooberies and seven Great House. Uh, like I said, the Ruffy interested in last week at all. I'm happy to leave it out. What was that? Last week at the third. Nah, happy to leave it out. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Two and two and seven into four Oscar Zulu, five Surf Dancer, eight Mirror Vision. Yep. One expat, 13, eight diamonds. Uh, actually, well, Monogal, if, if I was going to throw a rough in all day, it might be Monogal, number four as well. One, four, and um, 
eight diamonds who I've just switched. Okay. And 13. And let's come home with um, we'll go a bit wider then, as you've said. One I am power, four the bopper, five triple ace, eight Bellagio Miss, nine Van Giz, eleven Irish Angel. How's that? Sounds good, right? All right, that's our quarter for Sydney. Your best in value. Yeah, my best bet of the day comes up in race five, number four, Paper Warrior. I think it's going to be super mm-hmm. hard to beat. And my value bet of the day comes up in race three, number 11, Miss J Fox. I'm going to make my best Paper Warrior as well. Um, but the more we've chatted, the more I'm keen for those ones through the middle of the card there. We can link them together and, and maybe show a profit. Uh, and my value, uh, I think Badouche, like I said, slightly over the odds. And, uh, and around a $26, one at 20 is Monogal for the day as well. That'll be the two outside the market there. Uh, for progroupracing.com.au, let's head down to Flemington, where it is drying out, I believe. Uh, currently soft six, a little bit of ray drizzle around for the rest of the week. Uh, standard Flemington rail in the three-metre mark. We know what we get. Uh, and we're just creeping towards spring as we get through winter. And um, I like it. It's a thick card, but it's a, not a bad betting card as well, I think. Yeah, I think uh, you're right. We kick off with the 1,800 metres, two-year-olds. Uh, I think if Honey Creep is here, I'll back it. Beyond that, I don't really want to have a have too much more to do with this race. Did you have any interest? Yeah, it's exactly the same. If Honey Creeper starts, I might back it. If it doesn't, then I'll probably let the race slide. Race number two is the uh, three-year-old 1,400 metres handicap where we see the resumption of uh, Tuvalu, actually, who uh, – Looks a big raw bugger, but can roll along on pace. Has been pretty impressive in two starts. Um, if we get to a wettish track, uh, maybe concerned first up 1,400, but I think otherwise gets pretty much control and is untapped and might be destined for better things and uh, will probably be the way I will play it. Um, from Sir Davey, who uh, had no luck last time, probably should have won, has been saved an extra week here and is $6. Um, they're the two for me in this race. What about you, Beaver? Yeah, tend to agree with you there, mate. I think that's a good sum up, uh, sub- summation there. Um, Tuvalu looks a bit untapped, uh, resumes here, probably gets control and, uh, yeah, probably proves hardest to beat here. I'm Thunderstruck was disappointing mm. last start, uh, was backed off the map. But having said that, um, again, I don't. I, I, I wouldn't be too happy with the ride if I was an owner there because it was a, a Leah Tobias track and it was back to last um, or near enough too. And um, yeah, it was never going to make up the ground. It just gave too much start, and but it only plotted home. But um, whether that's track related, I don't know. I'd have to see it again to get a get a grip on whether it's any good or not. Yeah, I think I, I just sort of decided it was too far out of its ground. And I think it might be the case here with Tuvalu if it rolls along and up on the pace. So it was happy. Well, will probably suggest it yeah. will probably have to go back, right? So yeah. uh, it's going to be similar setup here. So you'd need to see the track and see if they can run on before you put them back. Uh, race three is the 1,400-metre girls benchmark 84 and probably the same setup here where we'd want to see how the track's playing. But um all the apprentices riding here, which I've gone for the obvious, which is Lindau. It was super impressive last start. Um, race shape 
we'll see how it goes. But usually in these apprentice races, they go along pretty quick, which will let them flow into the race well enough. And um, so it negates the negative of Carleen Heffalon for Craig Newitt. But um, it was just super impressive reeling in that uh, leader last time. Uh, probably want $2.50, but happy to back it beyond that, I'd say. How about you, B? Yeah, we can just about get two dollars fifty now. Um, mm. I I agree with you. I thought uh, last run was really impressive, and the start before that uh, was out of its ground and flew home, mm. uh, and could have just as easily won that, uh, given them better opportunity. This isn't an overly strong affair, uh, so it it looks to get the right run to track into this race. And as you said, they'll probably go along fast enough um, to suit horses that want to be running on. So yeah, really good bet. Race number four is a 2,000-metre open handicap. You can have first crack at this. Thanks a lot, mate. Yeah, no worries. uh, So so kind of you there. Yeah, again, open handicap and probably one of the most open races um, at Flemington on the day. Uh, Probably just about anything can win this except the bottom three um, that are 125s plus. I went for Chabau. I just... um, hoping that uh, it wasn't at its best last preparation. I'm hoping that uh, it comes back a bit better and stronger than it did last preparation. This isn't an overly hard race to win at first up. Um, it is it is having its first run over 2,000, but uh, it'll, it'll like that distance and uh, hopefully uh, fit enough and fresh enough to put in a good run. So $6.50, Chabau for me. I found Chabau as well. Uh, that's scary, but uh, I well logically just put them together. That um, look, Shabao was first up last time was half a length of Algaleo, uh, has actual spring form here, and um, this is a winter handicap. And, and this was spruiked as one of the Melbourne Cup favourites twelve months ago. If it comes back here and runs up to its um, right. first couple of prep runs last time, I think it's well in the market. Here. Oh, six dollars fifty is a great price. Um, yeah, e- pretty easy lineup when you say that you know. Persan or Sound or any of those horses that it wasn't far off would uh, would have a lap on what it's racing here. So if it turns up as fit and firing, um, yeah, it may well be backed as well. We might know by race time, but I think it might be it is on potential the best horse in the race and uh, happy to find out. The fifth of the day is a 1,200-meter benchmark 78 uh, where I had no idea. I, I had three looks at um, – at Hasseltoff, first up, uh, around the $11 mark, and I had a few looks at uh, Yulong Storm, who's got to win up the straight, and Craig knew it on, but this was a tough one to line up for me. Um, did you have any any firmer opinion? No, it was a bit the same as you. I did have a come back to Hasseltoff a couple of times, but I think it's just too short for it. I think it's uh, in this to just to go around. I don't see it winning. Mm. I came back to Can't Be Done. Yeah. Uh, third up, uh, last start, one well, gets two kilo claim. Again, uh, one of the few horses that won last start. So I'm happy at the $6 mark to um, see that it can back that up and go get two on the truck. Race six is the mile handicap uh, where, well, we saw DeGraves. I thought it was a pretty nice debut in Australia. It got lost when he hit the front. It probably had a bit more up its sleeve. Uh, if it goes straight, it can probably capitalise. Um, not saying much there when it's the price it is um, from Dice Roll, who were better suited not leading, I think. Um, just looked a bit flat at the end of that race. Uh, outside of that, the Django Friedman 
I think's got some talent and uh, now for a couple of preps under its belt in Australia might be might be a worthwhile player and the uh, double figure mark. But um, what do you have to say about the race? Yeah, I thought uh, similar to you with the Graves. I thought um, looked to have a little bit up its sleeves. Got a little bit lost when it did get to the front last start, but that was first start. Uh, Two dollars seventy. I don't think it's the worst price in the world. Mm. Uh, it's got uh, what the one point five kilo claim, so it's carrying fifty two and a half. So Dyshall's got to give it six and a half kilos. That's you know equivalent to six lengths. Um, that's yeah, I just think that's too much. Yeah. Um, I thought the the main danger to Graves to, to Graves was going to be fundraiser. Uh, again, yeah, it's, it's presented third up. It'll get back. Yeah, it'll get back and uh, be storming home as well. So if the Graves uh, hits the front and something's coming over the top of it, could be it. Um, yeah, I think that's the way to play. Cool. The uh, thousand meters eighty four is race number seven up the straight. Where um, I was actually keen here. This is the first time I've got a little bit of the Sydney form spring tickle because um, I want to back the two Sydney horses. I think Space Boy will bounce straight to the front and be very hard to get past. There's not a lot of pace here. Uh, it'll It's a fast horse and uh, should get its own way. And uh, if it handles a straight, $6 looks pretty juicy to me. And I like the cat as a danger. Um, the trial's been okay, just okay. Only time the straight got slightly lost, but um, I think it's a better horse than a lot of these. And uh, I'm happy to back both. Uh, you've got your smile on your face, Beaver. It looks like you agree. Yeah, I come up with the same sum- summation there. Um, Space Boy, drawn 10, probably get to the outside there and speed along and be super hard to beat over the 1,000. We know it goes quick and it can run some time and hopefully down the straight, going in that straight line, it'll run some time again in this and be super hard to catch. Um, so obviously, yeah, they've taken it down there to give it that sh- straight track. And Zakat, as you say, um, has a bit of ability and has some form up the straight. So in better company than this, got Oliver aboard, uh, $10. Uh, I think that's a good saver. Fantastic. Uh, a nice bit of confidence. Uh, I don't know about this race here, 2,800 metres, uh, another open handicap. Sweet Thomas down off his... Uh, inspiring two-mile win that last time takes on the Melbourne horses. Uh, which way are you playing? I think the South Pacific's a, a moral. Uh, probably the best bet of the day here. It was a super strong win last start, um, coming off, I think, about a six-week break. Uh, yeah, I thought, I thought it was super, a super good win. And uh, I just, you know, Sweet Thomas plotted in the 3,200 um, yeah. In Sydney, it's just a plotter and everything else. You know, we've got the fourth favourite in this as a herd last uh, uh, South Pacific for me, uh, best bet of the day. Yeah, I'm not going to add much more there. Uh, you summed it up pretty well. But, uh, we're going to wrap up the day for three-year-olds over 1,700 metres. Um, I don't know which way to split them, but I think one and two are the horses to beat. Uh, can you split them? Yeah, I went the one. Yeah. I went for Foxy Fleming Friday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I just... Again, I like the winning form. I think uh, it'll get in the right spot. Uh, only concern is you've got Alana Kelly up against Jamie Carr. Um, once getting a three-kilo claim, but it's only got a kilo and a half pull there. Um, but, yeah, I'm going for Foxy, the Foxy, uh, to beat Sepson. 
yeah, the um, the inside gate for both is a, maybe a slight concern, but uh, t- we tend to see these three-year-old staying races. A lot of them start dropping off and those gaps open up. So yeah, they do. both of them only need to get to the outside. And I think Foxy's probably got the best turn of foot. Um, so clear air can win. Um, if anyone wants a roughie, I still think, and I, I know it's a maiden, but number 14, Villain Kulos has got, I think it's got some ability, uh, maybe even needs another lap. But, uh, yeah, one from two for me. Um, I think we've uh, summed up the day quite well there, Beaver, for progroupracing.com.au. Do you want to drive us through your Flemington quaddy? Yeah, I'll do that, mate. Uh, my quaddy numbers are one. Uh, eight, ten, and four. Beautiful. Taking on dice roll. Is that right? Taking on dice roll. Okay. Yeah, just, yeah. Not, yep. um, can't get me. Uh, the next race, I've gone two, four, six, and eight. Yep. Uh, the next race, I've gone number three, straight out. Yep. And in the last, I've gone number one, two, four, and six. Love it. All right. Very good. Uh, you, uh, we'll give our best end value for Flemington. Uh, I'll make my – well, I didn't really want to make – I'll make my best space boot. I think it's a great – a great chance, a thousand meter horse, um, and around a six dollar mark will give you a real sight there. And I struggled to really find value, so I'll, I will make it hassle tough in that uh, that weird race halfway through the day at the uh, eleven or twelve dollar mark. How have you? Well, who's your best in value? Yeah, my best is South Pacific race eight number three. Uh, I think it'll be super hard to beat, and my value comes up in race five number two. Uh, can't be done. You got anything for us up north? Is the uh, the carnival's over up there? Yeah, of course I do, mate. I can't go without giving a few tips up north. Uh, I've got three or four for the day. Race two, number two, shooting for gold. Mm-hmm. Uh, will win, but won't be any flash odds, but it'll give you something to have on later. Race three, number six, uh, Ready Babe. Uh, resumes with a nice little run uh, um, and will be further improved by that. So look out for it. Um, race five, number three, titled Tycoon, around the $6 mark. Uh, give you a good bold sight there. And then my other bet of the day came up in race eight, number one, a triple ace. Oh, it's going up there. Uh, it, that is immoral if it goes there. Uh, uh, if it ends up up there, Andy Malian, I can see, booked as well. Lovely. Um, Chris Lee's is picking the right horses to send up there lately, actually. Combining well. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah, so yep. very good betting opportunities up there. Good job, Beaver. Um, jump onto our Facebook, Twitter, and uh, follow us on there. Show us your tips. Jump onto progretracing.com.au. Uh, their YouTube channel is where you've obviously found us. We're also on Spotify and iTunes twice a week, every week for free. Sign up to the uh my email address on Progate Racing, you'll also get notified uh, when our heads pop up on YouTube too. Uh, stay safe, everybody. Beaver, good luck this weekend. We might um, have a virtual beer and watch the races at some point during the afternoon. And, Sounds like a plan. Uh, otherwise, guys, we will see you Tuesday night for our midweek preview. Catch you then. <laughs>